Hello, hello, everybody. It's Derek and Amy, and we are on our front porch in... Front porch winter. Front porch winter. <laughs> Feels like winter. Um, yes. It's winter here in Austin. Very winter. Very cold for for Austin. What What is it, like 30 today? Yeah, 38 that's, was the high. And that's then we pretty got, cold. We have a really nice snow that's, last that's night. That's like almost freezing below mm. frost, yeah. And we woke up to a lot of ice. Yeah. And it did snow last night. Yeah. And uh, it was a winter garden. It was a winter it's garden. New Year's Eve, we had snow. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> was it fun? It so much. It was actually fun being with friends on when it's snowing here. It's rare. We've only had like about yeah. five of them, maybe. Because unless you grew up in North Texas, a lot of Texans that are from Texas mm -hmm. haven't experienced much snow. Mm -hmm. So it's like once every ten years, and it's actually snowed here twice this year. Yeah. We're getting some kind of crazy Arctic front around here. Yeah. Nice to see different seasons, different parts. Yeah. Mm. So last night was New Year's Eve. Today is New Year's Day, 2018. Yeah. And uh, we've been talking about starting up our podcast. We've recorded a few. Mm. We haven't put them all up, but we're trying to be a little bit better about it this year because we have a whole bunch of backed up subjects we want to talk about. Diligence. <laughs> We're trying yeah, to be more diligent with diligent the conversation. And, and mm -hmm. uh, finding a place to put this up to and publish yeah. it in the right way. Yeah, in a way that blesses. Yeah, in a way that blesses people. So feel free to give us suggestions for ways to get our podcast if you can't figure it out. Um, so today is New Year's Day, mm -hmm. and I thought we could talk about uh, Outlook, Lookout, Prophecies, Viewpoints. Mm -hmm. Over the new year, and I'm gonna hand that over to Derek because last year he had uh, he wrote a really long thing for 2017, and I went through and read it yesterday, and I can actually put a link to it below our podcast if you want to read for for 2017. Because it's fun looking at things that yeah. that you, you got um, last year, yeah, and then which ones got fulfilled, which ones didn't, which ones did you have to prune, and which ones did you have to uh, you know edit a little bit yeah and then like okay so maybe this seed goes into the next year as well yeah totally yeah but i like getting fresh words each season yeah you do and uh, you really spend time doing it so what do you um like two days of uh, fasting and kind of just like like trying to sense like what's coming this year yeah yeah like because uh, it excites me yeah i get excited i think each year is like kind of you know there's different markers in life like so when they cross the jordan i've been reading this about the you know they, they put stones up and they're like 12 stones 12 people our kids will remember this like you need to symbolize things so you can kind of go back to them mm. they're like uh grounding yeah they're the, the use of art is like to me grounding yeah. it's about grounding yourself back in the symbolic truths of where you're heading yeah so every new year's i'm always thinking like okay what symbols are we going to get like, yeah what are the symbols for the new year and you think it's important um we've talked about this before it's not necessarily about it being a a spiritual holiday for everyone mm -hmm. but it is you know new year's uh in january is a roman holiday that pretty much the you know it's global it's global now mm -hmm. and so people set their clock to it and, and i think even within other cultures uh they they're always you have to have a turn of chapters yeah you have to have a, a like in the, the you know the model of like a book you have to have like a place where you turn the page and that chapter's done. Yeah. So there's something good about reassessing, mm -hmm. like looking back and without nostalgia, but looking back and seeing patterns. 
and then looking forward to see what he's building on yeah and where you're where you're heading yeah um, so I think there's something and a lot of people really naturally do that mm-hmm. right now the Easter is different you know every holiday is different mm-hmm. and uh, I don't celebrate all the holidays but I do like New Year's because I think there's something uh, human about it mm-hmm. that we need like a new year like we turn over pages we tend to get either nostalgic or we do resolutions this kind of stuff but I think actually it's meant to be about assessing yeah interpreting backwards yeah. and forwards yeah. So it's it's supposed to be a time of a Levitical time, a priestly time yeah. of uh, considering. Yeah. We'll do it in silence, which mm-hmm. is cool. Like it's yeah. more of a, in that sense, it's monastic. Yeah. Even though it has the big explosion, it's yeah. quite monastic internally. Yeah. And you're you're looking back and like, oh, God said this. You know, my uh, here's where I was hoping last year. Yeah. Here's where I'm at now. You know. Yeah. And so last year was words was was about uh, alignment. There, there would be new alliances and alignments um, in this past year. Uh, things that, that fell off and other things that would align. This coming year feels like it's about unity, which I thought was interesting. Unity. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So unity comes from this Latin thing of unitas, but like the idea of oneness mm-hmm. in ourselves and with others. So the idea of unity, like to work together in tandem uh, towards things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I started looking up, okay, how to, the how to part as yeah. an American. What, the how to part, you know? What's how to on unity? Yeah. And then you go to Corinthians and you go to Philippians, but you go to Corinthians first. Like, so St. Paul was trying to teach, you know, what's the how to of unity? Like, how do you build unity in your family, in yourself, you know, in your community, in your, you know, whatever your circumference of influence is. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you build unity, right? Yeah. So he said two things. They're both very interesting. Even if you take it out of context, they're still interesting. But like he said, the way of love, you build unity through love. Like having orientation of love, serving other people above yourself. You, 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 you have this, um, you, you, you develop and you impart and you, and you embody this thing of like, I need to love you. You're more important than I am. Yeah. So first thing. Second one was the spiritual gifts working in tandem. So in Corinth, he has this whole thing. He's like, your spiritual gifts, whatever gifts you were given that were maybe supernatural, maybe came from above, like you need to use those, share those actively. Share those actively. If you're a teacher, teach. Mm-hmm. You know, like the old song. Teaches, teach, preaches, preach, whatever your gifts Keep are. Keep on preaching. Yeah. So if you're an encourager, encourage. Do it overtly. Do it actively to build unity. So he's talking about unity in both Corinthians and Philippians. But he's, he's saying like, hey, there's two really simple pathways towards unity. Mm. Loving people. So love, you know, it's huge always. The most excellent way, as he calls it. Uh, the most excellent way. You know, like everyone meditates on love, which is cool, and that's the highest way. But I mean, I'm talking about proactive love. So he's using like verbs that are like, boom. I mean, you go out of your way to love your enemy, like what Jesus would take it up to that point. You go out of your way this year, this year, it, it, to make unity. You go out of your way to love that person that you don't love. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Hey, and then I'm saying, whatever spiritual gifts you've been given, insight discernment, counseling, you know, stuff with some of mine, you go out of your way to bless other people with your gifts. Yeah. This is a year to actually, you know, because we are, we're in such a divisive culture right now, 
globally. It, yeah. It's so divisive. It's so schizophrenic. It's split apart. We have to be like the Nehemiah, Ezra. We have to be the wall builders of unity. We have to actually proactively build unity. The way to do that is love and use your spiritual gifts, something from above that you were given in life, that you're blessed with, you're graced with, to proactively bless others. And it doesn't even matter if they receive it. it it's about like proactively. So I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm prophetic, so I, I will proactively give words of encouragement from vision to other people. You know, and I will I will proactively love every homeless person, every you know, whatever. You know, you, you have to be proactive with it this year. So we're 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 talking about a time of disintegration where we're at. So it's similar to you know, first century. Like it's a time of disintegration, conflict between empires, all this stuff that's going on now. But Paul gave a very simple, simple advice for that. He's like, love, use your spiritual gifts to proactively bless one another. So they start working in tandem. So, you know, if you have people who are great administrators, like, offer that gift, I need it. You know, we need it. We've been in a, a, a dry period, like a wilderness period, and now as you cross into the Jordan of the new year, and you have that baptism and that, that water rolled back to the city of Adam, the city of origins and names, it's time now, it's time to work actively on unity. And that could be between generations, races, nations. I mean, those are three big ones that I, I see this year. Like, you know, we've got the refugee problem. It's the hugest thing that we've ever had, ever. And we have this thing with, um, you know, uh, gender wars, all this stuff. You want to go proactively towards reconciliation. This is the way of Jesus this year. The way of Jesus this year is like, be the reconciler. Be the, you know, neither Greek nor Jew, you know, with distinctions, but like we have to be like one to build the bridge this mm. year. It's, it's a time for unity. So this year's word is about unity. All right? And it's not like one that's like ohm. It's not ohm. It's much more of a complex word than ohm. <laughs> it has uh, uh, the complexity and the nuances of the distinctions between nations, people, genders, uh, races. But with this like a gorgeous uh, wholeness, uh, the Shema, the Jewish prayer, uh, God is one, that he said yeah. they say every day. God is one, therefore he wants to make us one. This year he's working on oneness, one of the which is ironic given the times, I think. It's yeah. Just, yeah it, it's like ironic. It's just totally the opposite spirit of the world right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the things you were reading this morning was from Philippians. Yeah. Um, you read almost the whole book to me. and. Right. It's a great letter. Um, that struck me, and you were talking about um, the sacrifice that's required in yeah. that. Because Later. he's talking a lot about how much sacrifice is involved. Like he uses, uh, you kept kind of yeah. pointing out, he uses all these sort of military yeah. and well, athletic metaphors. So yeah. The Philippians were all like ex-military people, so he used athletes athletic metaphors and military metaphors. Yeah, it was like run the race, endure, pressing onward. Mm -hmm. um, but then will, also he being... He will complete the work that he started running in you. Yeah, um, and but this, that, that sacrifice that's required for that comes out of a... Uh, yeah, unity comes out of a place of great sacrifice. So, yeah. so love isn't just... Love isn't, is exactly... Oh, that, what was passive. that passage that you read? Yeah. It's like he loved not to be loved back. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and it's sort of that's part of the sacrifice. And he and he talks in that letter about being united with his labor. 
So he's, he's, he's speaking from chains, like Paul himself in that mm -hmm. letter. He's speaking from a place of like, I am actually like suffering with his sufferings for you. Like, you know, because I think that's the work for, to be able to speak a word of unity mm -hmm. uh, requires um, the labor of, uh, <laughs> you know, the chains of it. The, mm -hmm. uh, I'm in chains for Christ is the way he names it. Yeah. But like uh, this idea of even to pray for the nations to be able to get along. So, you know, you see in Europe, they're not getting along. You see here that we're not getting along. Our, our country is completely like divided. Um, these places and then women, men, I mean races, everything is just like completely in division right now. So what he's speaking over this year has to do with, I would like to make you one. Would you labor for that? Would you labor for unity? Yeah. Would you labor for unity in the church? Not just ecumenism, but like, would you labor for unity even in within the people that have already claimed his name? So he said, we've been united with Christ, yeah. therefore we, we need to labor for the unity in the spirit, that's what he says. Yeah. The unity in the spirit, which would bear the fruits of righteousness. Only letter that he puts this fruits of righteousness idea. So it's not fruits of spirit, it's fruits of righteousness. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, so year of unity is what I feel like, and then laboring for unity. So um, looking back at the last year and maybe what some of the things that happened and looking forward, right. um, you don't typically get like warnings and things like that, but what do you see any obstacles in that or obstacles for this year that that are challenging people and um obstacles mean like so stones that need to get rolled away yeah yeah. I mean, I mean, you tend to not give warnings, but you mean like in terms of nations, or do you mean in terms in, of people? In, in order to to accomplish the things that are ordained for our, this year, our own God's heart, yeah. Yeah. So, what would be some warnings, or what would be some obstacles, mm -hmm. or what would yeah, what would be some stones that need to be rolled away? Well, I mean, like I said last year, so the word that I gave last year had to do with any areas that, that any branches that need to fall off in your own personal tree need to fall off. To bear fruit you know allow him to prune you that was the word i got last yeah. year allow him to prune you mm -hmm. like prune off those places of insecurity those places of fear of rejection of men those places of whatever your fears are i need to be successful i'm not validated whatever it is last year was like you know prune these things off allow them to be pruned off yeah. so that you can be properly aligned yeah? yeah. So as paul says we can shine like stars in constellations that's what we're meant to do that's yeah. what we're meant to do yeah. All right, we're meant to like shine. You shine, I shine, and we work in in tandem. Yeah. Right, but like so, that was like so. Last year's word was like, let him heal you. If you need to go through healing, so a lot of our friends were grieving last year. A lot of our friends lost things. Like a uh, you know, different people had different things. But it was a year of like discipleship formation last year. This year is a year to step out. If if you have if you went through that, if you didn't, he'll catch you up. But like if you went through that. This is a year to proactively um, uh, build unity, build um, the right um, combination, yeah. uh, collaborations. Yeah. I, I really feel that. Like, he yeah. wants to build unity this year. He's got, he's got, he's, he has it on his, his heart. Mm. I mean, some places, more than others, maybe they still need to be in a healing season. But yeah, I think, yeah. like, last year was a healing season. This year is not a healing season. This year is a proactive moving towards unity. Yeah. This is like, you know, in America it would be like, you know, working 
with the races, like working with the north-south divide, working with, you know, depending on your context, yeah. like whatever your metaphors are. But it, this is a year of like, okay, time to make team. One of the things that I see while you're talking, because that just happens when you talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the other day you were reading that passage of uh, uh, the psalm. It was one of the psalms that they sang. when. Yeah, when they were returning from Babylon, going right. back yeah. home. And so it's a going right. back home song. Yeah. And they're a uh, phrase. Restoration in, song. So there was a phrase in there that was about the valley. Um, and so you were asking me, are the valley? The streams in the Negev. The streams in the Negev. Yeah, so the, and well, it was when, kind when of. The streams come in winter. It was, right yeah. Now. So you were wondering why there would be streams or life flowing in a, a, a wintry place. or a dry place yeah. and yeah the, I have this I have this really strong image of what winter is really like mm. um, in and, some places yeah. it's more dramatic but like say here in 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 Austin I mean I'm just speaking from Gardner wisdom because yeah, I yeah. understand those metaphors and you have so much of that yeah. um, like you know either there if you if you plant wisely here it's if you're planting like a perennial plant like uh-huh. a like a bush yeah. like not something that just lives and dies in a year but something that lives long yeah you have to think 15 years and if you're planting like a tree especially trees uh, bushes things like that you usually plant right in the fall mm-hmm. and I'm here yeah. here you do and one of the reasons why is that it's it's not getting a lot of sun and it's it's going to go through like as almost as soon as it gets planted and this is my experience here almost as soon as i plant sage here it's gonna be in october it goes dormant yeah, like as soon as i put it in the ground mm-hmm. but it doesn't have all that sun encouraging it to grow so what it does is it sends its roots down yeah and then because here we have such huge droughts in the summertime yeah. The plants are really strong to mm-hmm. be able to make it through the summer. So in some sense, so, winter is like a time to work on roots. Right. So mm-hmm. in the spring, it'll take off. It's mm-hmm. got that deep roots. And nice. um, it's That's why beautiful. you don't want to plant trees in the beginning of the summer here. That would just be a nightmare. They'd struggle to grow. It's a beautiful teaching you put on there. But um, mm-hmm. I was thinking about people that have been through these, these like winter seasons. Mm-hmm. And some of our friends, too, like maybe that are to have big projects or they're leaders and something and it's just been kind of a winter season in yeah. a lot of areas and there's a reason yeah there's a reason why you go through those seasons yeah. and there and i see that some people tried to make things happen in that place like mm-hmm. push it. push their project forward mm-hmm. or for lack of vision and being frustrated but there's a r- real reason for that because you do whether you're forced to or you do it intentionally because i watched you dare do this intentionally this year as you were like stayed home more than ever yeah. you were studying you were like putting your roots down deep your deep in your roots and let them get warm and let them like find uh, a place that yeah they bear fruit and they'll, they'll you'll be able to give to people again blah blah it's so it's, it's one it can flourish now mm-hmm. or you know in, in the common, more sturdy tree it, it can flourish out. it can grow taller mm-hmm. faster mm-hmm. you know greener whatever because it has those that well, we deeper talk about root the hidden system. places a lot but like so like jesus is always retreating to the garden and praying mm-hmm. prayer is like basically nutrients for your roots right mm-hmm. i mean i mean you can there's so many definitions of prayer but like jesus was always going away and praying he didn't you know i mean in some sense that was the one practice he left he left teachings but he left prayer as a as a practice yeah. something he did often he retreated to the garden 
I'm going to go talk to the Father now. Yeah. So, like, winter is almost like, I want to go talk to the Father. Yeah. I mean, that's what it almost is. Yeah. Like, ah, it's, now it's time for me to assess where I'm at and what, what he wants to plant me next and what he wants to give to other people through me. What, where is he at? You know, winter has this silence. Yeah. You know, it's like the snowfall. It, it yeah. brings this silence. And it's a time of, it's not reflection in the sense of nostalgia, but it's, it, it is a time of, like, I am just with the Father. I am just with the Father in winter, you know? And even the old uh, cultures used to, to name winter as Father, which is interesting. But it's like, it, it, it's got this, you know, yeah. I'm just in my own being. Yeah. But, but, but what's actually really happening there is before spring, where everything just goes, boom, here I am, here's yeah. my fruits. Yeah. Like, fruits are easy, fruits are obvious. But, but and also like you're obvious. like you're saying the things that uh, the other clever thing that happens too is the things that actually can't grow or can't bear fruit. Now there's direct yeah, pruning, and it's a good idea for us to actively prune things. Yeah, with roses, whether they're plants or people or <laughs> things, stuff yeah, in life. Yeah, roses. You have to like. You know, but also it. things when they start to grow in the spring, stuff that may not be grow worthy mm-hmm. tends to kind of fall off. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, there's a couple plants I'm thinking of right now that do that yeah. and it's like so I, I can see that for some people like mm-hmm. being frustrated that maybe some things couldn't get off the ground or yeah. or like interpersonal things weren't working out because you were talking about new alliances and new alignments so maybe yeah. like last year you know there was a reason that those things were kind of falling away and, and confusing or yeah. Yeah. maybe not working out the way you hoped. And, um, you know, maybe you saw that as a good thing, that mm-hmm. that was a struggle, mm-hmm. and maybe you didn't. But mm-hmm. regardless, there were pruning things going on just yeah. naturally by nature of the season. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. And I think it's a it's a real interesting, going back to those metaphors in the old book, like Torah, like following the cloud in winter is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um it's easier to follow the fire. So I've been thinking about fire a lot as a metaphor. Um, so you can see by fire in winter when you light a fire. So we were just doing like fire pits out here this, this month and then in the house. But they bring warmth, but they also bring understanding, light. Like yeah. Light is like understanding. Like when God made light, you know, in the book, <laughs> Genesis, he's like, it was basically to throw a light on all the elements so you could actually distinguish them and start to name them. Yeah. Right? So that's what he was doing. Light, light's a very interesting metaphor, but also, you know, in winter when you bring light, it actually brings warmth, hearth, like life to the house, like just on a really basic level. Yeah. Right? So like there's something about like having that, uh, following the fire in winter. So in the, in the dark space, so winter is a dark space. So the hidden teachings, the dark things, the things that are shadowed, right? Mm. Winter is a time for Psalms 91, like to be sheltered in the shadow of the Most High, to be sheltered in the shadow of the Most High. The shadow of, of the Most High being shadow of Almighty God. Mm-hmm. So when, when, where do you find the shadow in the seasons? There's four seasons. Uh, you know, you, you find it in the winter. Yeah. So it's a place of, it's monastic, it's austere, it's, it's got all those things that monasticism has in it. So winter is really interesting. What you can glean from winter is, is a place where you don't care about your reputation. You're not in competition anymore. You don't care about like your projects because you're you're all humbled in the cold. Mm. You know you're shivering together, like kids on the street, right? So even last night when it when it snowed, I was like, we're just dancing. Yeah. You know, we're all kids. We're all like twelve year olds. It, it just it humbles everything. So winter puts you in a place of Sukkot, 
you know, like a place of, um, you know, mutual need for shelter. Mm. You know, so we're like, oh, we need warm drinks, we need tortilla soup, and we need, we need things that are like bringing us under, um, yeah. and and make us feel like alive. You know, and so there's something really beautiful. There's a hidden, there's a hidden spirituality in winter for sure. Yeah. So I've been reading that Papa Neruda you know, winter garden thing, but it's like what you can plant. You have to. It assumes wisdom. Yeah. Doesn't it assume wisdom? Yeah. Winter assumes wisdom because you're already thinking like Joseph. Oh, seven years from now, there's going to be a drought. I need to store up stuff. And blah blah blah. You know, you're you're thinking forward. Yeah. Um, it, it forces you to because when spring comes, it's easy. It's so easy. It's just like oh, the fruits are everywhere. I can go and like cut herbs from my you know side yard. But when winter comes, it's a time of planning, organization, like. Um, you consider yeah. uh, the winter part of God. Yeah. So when you look at the seasons, if you look at all the seasons as parts of God, which I do, mm. like, okay, the winter part of God is like, hey, you know, draw back into your I amness, draw your own personal I amness, you know, and then your. So, so it's very interesting that he's speaking a word of unity over this year. So he's saying, he's talking about like, can you unify yourself? What parts are not on a personal level? What parts are not in me? Yeah. What parts, you know, and it, we're because we're going to move towards wholeness this year, like we're going to move towards wholeness, and you'll see it on a national level too, you know. But like, but you individually in your spirituality, what what parts are are, are resisting wholeness, mm. being integrated into who He says you are? What parts are resisting that in your life? Do you know? So the question I asked last night was like, what parts is he forming in you? That's a softer version. Like, what parts of God do you want to meet this year? That's yeah. a, a more, like, feminine, like, okay, what parts of God do you want to meet this year? But the deeper thing is, you know, what what things need to get rolled away so you can actually experience his unity in yourself yeah. this year. And then start to minister unity and reconciliation, wholeness, shalom, all the same words, out yeah. to others. Yeah. Can I can I give that to others this year? Um, and I would like to. I'm going to look at it in the body, uh, in, in with the people of God, and then you know look at it in the Jewish community, look at it in different formats this year, because I'm I'm curious, like um, where do you see holism, where do you see disintegration. So where do you see integration, where do you see disintegration? Yeah. And like looking at those this year will be really important. Okay. You know, where's a conversation actually cone with verse turning? turning with where do you hear conversations that are turning with one another where yeah do you, where do you hear that this year and you where look do you, for that and where do you and and where do you see contention yes exactly things that are like disintegrating that mm -hmm. so like you're going to look for conversation this year yeah. you want to look for conversing like yeah. to be with and turning together and any place you hear that the spirit of the lord will probably be there yeah. I, I feel that i feel like he wants to bring the conversation uh, he wants to make circles this year, yeah. not squares. Yeah. Um, before we end this, can mm -hmm. you read that passage from Philippians that you were reading today? I'll show it to you, um, uh, the one you were reading, because it has exactly that in it. Yeah, well, of course. It's all I, been said before, right? No, and no, I mean, it's... it's all been said before. No, it's really, <laughs> it's really good to hear that, though. Mm -hmm. Can we read that? Yeah, maybe at the end. I don't have another Bible on I don't have my Bible with me. No, I'll go get it. But I do have one on my, on my, yeah, in here. Okay. So, yeah, we're just going to end it with a reading from Philippians.
And Derek's going to end it with a reading from Philippians. It fits. Cool. I mean, this letter is amazing, right? So he's like pouring out his heart all the way through. This is like the, the, the letter where he's sort of like, he who began a good work in you will complete it. He, he will cause you both to want to do and to do the things that you're meant to do. You know, mm. He has this whole thing. But this whole passage, he's also warring for unity. Mm. Yeah, Just like in Corinthians, he's like warring for unity. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, you guys need to get unified. You need to get like-minded. Yeah. He calls it like-minded the way they translate it. Yeah. But um, it means to be of the same spirit, to be of the same heart. Yeah. So like when friends... We have the same heart about this. Mm-hmm. You know, our neighbor's doing this, and we need you know to work with this. So, uh, but anyway, so I'll just read from Philippians two. So it's a it's a great meditation, and any time that Paul gets tender, it's something noteworthy. Yeah, it's something that you want to pay attention to. Yeah, Cause yeah. Because it's like it's a teacher humbling themselves and being like, mm. yeah, Do you know. So, so if you have, he writes uh, in English, uh, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ <laughs> this first supposition if any comfort from his love if any fellowship with his spirit if any tenderness and compassion by being near him do you have any tenderness and compassion by being near him if you do if you do if you do right so if you've ever received anything from Christ Messiah, Mashiach, Jesus. If you've had anything ever, yeah, these are the things that Jesus gives, of course, tenderness, compassion. Then make my joy, Paul's saying, make my joy complete by being like-minded. Make, make my joy as a father, as a spiritual father, make my joy complete by being united, being like-minded, laying down your life for one another. If you have any part, if you've ever received any part of Christ, any part of him, yeah, Make my joy complete as a spiritual father by being like-minded, by, by working towards unity, by working for the person that you don't like, the person that really bothered you last year. Work, work even more for unity for that person. Not just the refugee, not just the outsider, but the person that you are really enemies with, as Jesus would teach in Matthew. Like, you know, the person that you're really enemies with. But anyways, he's saying, please, as a father, I'm asking you, can you be like-minded? Can you can you choose can you choose unity? Wow. Do nothing, and here and here's how you choose unity. He tells you. I mean, Paul's a great teacher. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. You know, something just for yourself. Do nothing out of vain conceit. Vain conceit meaning like me, right? Do nothing out of meanness. I need to feel important this year. It's not it's not a year for you to feel important. Do you know, no, nothing out of vain conceit, but in humility, consider other people better than yourselves. Now, none of us do this. This is a fantastic teaching, how to build unity. Consider other people better than yourselves. How simple is that? Consider other people better than me, okay? I try to do it every day, not just homeless people. I consider my wife better than me. I consider you, you have to proactively consider other people better than yourself. This is how to build unity. <laughs> Do you know? It's not just going out to the margins. It's about like an attitude of the heart. You know, consider other people better than myself. Anyways, he, he says, each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to consider, 
consider here, consider to meditate on the interest of others. Do you know? What do your friends need? What are your community? What do they need? To consider, to meditate on daily the needs of other people. This is how he's talking about how to build unity. That's what he's talking about. I have to consider, like sit with in my head, the needs of others above my own. I mean, this is like, it's basic, but I mean, I'm saying, all right. So in other words, what he's saying, your attitude should be the same as Christ Jesus, Mashiach, who, and then he starts quoting, of course, from the Old Testament, but who being in the very nature God of the very nature of God, the, they say in, in very nature, God, uh, did not consider himself um, equal with God, something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing. And he's using this thing with the Gentiles here, but he made himself nothing, right? Even though he knew he was God, he made himself nothing, all right? That's where you start. MLK did it. Uh, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Um, therefore, God exalted him, Father God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every other name. <laughs> the reputation that is above every reputation. That at the name of Jesus, <laughs> every knee will, should, and in the past will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. He says, even under the earth, every t type of creature will bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus, Mashiach, is God, is Lord, is to the glory, to the glory of God the Father. This is the point, you know, he's saying, it has to do with this. So what Jesus did, again, was came to build unity and reconciler of all things. But, but he is the, obviously, not just the source, but also the um, model of what it means to build unity. Mm. You you walk. You, you, you go to on a donkey towards Jerusalem and you go towards the cross. So you humble yourself, not even considering himself, even though he knew he was God. Do you he know? thought of others as better than himself. Better than himself. I really feel that's true. When he named Peter and John and these friends, James, his brother, these he was he was like I, he did not have this contention or what he says, vainglory. He didn't have this like I'm Jesus. Who are you? He didn't, he never had that, and so but but again, just really practical how to unity. It's a it's a it's a path of humility, and it's a path of putting people actively, proactively above yourself, and giving your gifts, whatever you were given in life, uh, you know, serving, you know. So he's talking. He mentions service like four times in this. So the idea of serving others is a path towards unity. Uh, you know, serving with your gifts. I mean, you do need to know your gifts and give them, but it's like serving other people in love. And this is the way of Christ. I mean, it's 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 Christianity. It it that's Christianity to me. That's the basic of Christianity. <laughs> like you know, it's just sort of like serving one another. But I think because we're going into a year where you have to build unity, so we're like if you go Torah or Old Testament, you know, a, a time of, of Nehemiah Ezra, where you're restoring the land, like we're restoring our own personal lands and we're restoring other people and, and the relationship between the body and different parts and, and culturally, generationally. 
we have to know the way of restoration. The way of restoration is in this passage, which is to lay down my life for my brother and to give my gifts proactively and, you know, the things that Paul's teaching here. I mean, it's, it's clear. It's, it's a no-brainer, you know? Uh, to me, it's a no-brainer, but, but because we're going into it, I get excited about it, but I also think we have to understand what's the technology of the heart involved. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah, from Philippians. That's a good word. That was from Philippians. That's a good word for this year. Mm, Unity. Unity. You, 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 you. You say, we like this word unison. Unison, to sing in unison. It's like, and then you have the unison comes in. Yeah. I'm not going to sing right now. My (laughs) mouth's too cold. (laughs) (laughs) It's freezing. Mm, Uh, Texas. Mm. All right. Thank you, Derek, for sharing that part of the new year. Word for the year. Yo. Yeah. I love it. Joyous new year. Let's go deeper. Yeah, let's do it. To reach further. Mm -hmm. Come on. We're fist pumping over the microphone. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Talk to you next time. Front porch talks.